With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. Scully? Yes? Marry me. I love you and I like you. I love you and I like you. I love that woman. I love her more than sharks love blood. I love you. You don't. Hello, I'm Tristan Riddell. And I'm the girl. And this is Nerd Nuptial episode 130. If this is your first time listening, we are a married couple looking at life through a nerdy lens. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Good. Because we are talking about some Star Wars today. And what did we watch today? We watched Star Wars. That's right. A New Hope. Well, actually... Well, it wasn't technically A New Hope when it came out. No, and we watched the theatrical edition. Because we edition, watched the theatrical edition. So which it did is hard not to find. say that. No. <laughs> but it was fun watching theatrical edition, yeah. the original edition, the one that came out in 1977. And so it kind of got us into a 1977 state of mind, a Star Wars state of mind, if you will. And coming out this year, later this year, in 2019, I believe November, November of 2019, Disney Plus, Disney's own streaming service, is coming out. And this news broke uh, about a month ago, maybe a little bit more somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, a little bit more. And we didn't, we didn't talk about it then, well, maybe briefly, but we want to talk about it a little bit more in depth today, but mainly the Star Wars aspect of it, since Disney now owns everything, um, <laughs> and one big property of that being Star Wars. And so they're coming out with two live-action Star Wars shows which we've never gotten before not live action right we've gotten cartoons Mm -hmm. we've gotten cgi and of course we've had live action movies but not live action television format and so uh the first one is called the mandalorian uh starring pedro pascal and executive producer john favreau and uh it takes place after return of the jedi but before force awakens so like we haven't spent a lot of time in there right right yeah that'll be a lot of fun yeah and uh pedro pascal the only thing you and i have seen him in was triple frontier on netflix on netflix and i mean he's a part of game of thrones cast yeah but we we don't watch game Mm -hmm. of thrones and uh and yeah so it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table and i'm i'm just fascinated to see something take place after jedi yeah and i think it's smart to do something with char- like there is no known character that I know of. Yeah. Um, at least from the description that they've described, so it feels like safe territory because you're not gonna, I don't know, mess up a character that's beloved or something like yeah. that. Like I think that's a smart move on their behalf. Like Obi Wan's a hunter now or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something weird where we're like, no, that's not the way it should be. And so that's going to be available upon launch, and on the second year. That of Disney Plus, they're coming out with an untitled um, Cassian Andor series. And Cassian, Cassian Andor was um, the guy in Rogue One, like the lead guy mm-hmm. in Rogue One. Yeah. 
And so obviously it's a prequel because everybody died in Rogue One. Right, right. Spoiler. <laughs> and uh, Alan Tudyk is coming back. For K2SO. For K2SO. And so that'll be interesting. Like we weren't the biggest Rogue One fans. I mean, we really liked the third act. I mean, who didn't? Right. But I mean, we didn't su- feel super attached to the characters at no, all. No, not really. So, but again, like we don't know a super ton or and we're not super connected to that character. So that's probably safe again. Right. That you have a character that you're dealing with that you just can build on and we haven't we didn't get to see him for very long. No, and I think there was it was a character I definitely wanted to know more about and more about his exploits because obviously we saw his last one mm-hmm. and being a rebel rogue, you know, like a rebel spy right. can be very interesting. Oh yeah. And yeah. having a thriller of an ep- of a of a TV show should be should be pretty fun. And so there's a rumored third one. A rumored third live action show that's going to be coming and we don't know what it is. So I thought that it would be fun if we talked about what we'd like to see Yeah. in that. Because when it was announced that Disney Plus was coming out, like everybody was just like, well, you know, like how much is it going to cost? Because it's going to have all of Disney's back catalog. Right. And so they could charge 20 bucks a month if they wanted to. They could charge fifteen bucks, like well, don't like say Netflix. It out loud, <laughs> they might hear you. <laughs> but instead, they're going for six ninety nine. Yeah, that's Which, smart. That's such an amazing price. Now, obviously, they'll up it as the years go, just yeah, like Netflix did. Yeah, and then did. we'll end up paying that much, and then, but then it'll be part of our lives, and we won't be able to say no. I can't pay that. Because so. besides the whole Disney library, now that they've mm-hmm. bought Fox, they're going to have every episode of The Simpsons. Uh, they're going to have. Uh, it's going to be a, the exclusive streaming source for like Captain Marvel, Endgame, Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of the Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, and uh, Dumbo and, and Maleficent and everything like that. And um, also, like, there's some like three Marvel live action TV shows that are going to be coming out. Like one with Wanda and Vision, one with <laughs> uh, the uh, with with Falcon and Bucky. Okay. <laughs> Which okay. some odd pairings. Will here. they get the actual actors? Yeah. 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 Okay. And there's a Loki show coming too. Oh my god. I know. I know. But because of Endgame, there's they have like a backdoor okay. of Loki coming back, even though he died in Infinity War. But we'll see. Okay. I don't think that's due on launch. I think that's a couple years from now, maybe a year from now. I'm not quite sure. But okay. you got all that content. So there's they're bringing some premium actors. They're bringing some premium content. And it was way more exciting than Apple's streaming service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a little... <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Let's talk. Okay. Live action TV show. Have you ever thought about a live action TV show, Star Wars TV show before? Oh, I'm sure when I was 12. Absolutely. <laughs> what did you want when you were 12? Like, what did, what did you imagine? Like Han and Leia married and having oh, kids? Oh, yeah. And 100%. Because those are like the books that I read as a kid was all about like them having kids and and stuff like that. So like them going on adventures with their kids. That was what I wanted. Um, and that's what, like the kind of books that I would read was like those kind of things. So like they had twins and they had one one boy and the boy was the one with like the powers, but the other like the twins were really like boy girl twins, but they were like super really like good fighters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was really fun. It was like, you know, and they were super like cheeky with each other, like Han and Leia, and that's like what I loved. And yeah, like I I remember reading those books and wanting that kind of thing. But as an adult, I don't want them to 
tamper with any characters that already exist. I think I made okay. that pretty clear when yeah. I was <laughs> talking about like the Mandalorian. Like I I feel like they have just decided to ruin some characters <laughs> in in the new version like the new um the new movies. Yeah, the new movies. Uh so just just leave them alone. I think I'd rather see something in the same universe like the Mandalorian is doing where we don't tamper with anything but we just are in that universe and enjoy where we are. I think a lot of people have said that that Star Wars, especially the sequel trilogy Star Wars, suffers from small world syndrome where everything's connected, everybody who you've seen before comes again mm -hmm. and you go into a planet all of a sudden it's this dude that you saw last movie, you know, like it's that right, kind of thing. Right. And so the Mandalorian feels like an exercise in expanding that. Yeah. Where, you know, like it's not centered on a Jedi. It doesn't have um, C3PO and C3PO. R2. Oh my god. I'm so done with C3PO. Um <laughs> It doesn't have any of that. And actually, like, since you said, like, leave characters alone, that makes me think of the new Star Trek show coming out this year, Star Trek Picard. Right. Like, that's what it's going to yeah. be called now. Yeah. And when it was announced that they were going to do a show centered around Jean-Luc Picard, my first thought was, you can only screw it up. Yeah. You can only and, screw and it up. And that is, like, a huge fear, right? Mm -hmm. That, okay, you, I don't know, I think there's something to it where leave the imagination to imagine where Picard would go, right? Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, people love these characters so much that why wouldn't you want to give them more? So I understand it, but it also really scares me when they decide to do that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I know. It's terrifying. It really it's is. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I, as, as I've said many times before, I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. I'm not. Like, I'm pretty good at, like, if Star Trek Picard sucks, <laughs> I'm like, it's all right. Because we have his adventures on the next generation, and that's that goes unchanged, you know. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, with the Cassian Andor show, like sure, you know, you know, you know, like a prequel to Rogue One. I, mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm not jazzed for it, but it could be good. Yeah, I'm not like disappointed, like oh, it's gonna suck. I'm just like oh, sure, let's see how it is with Mandalorian because it's their launch show. Mm -hmm. Like, that is the show that is anchoring the network. That is the show that we're just like, boom, this is what we're promoting. Right. This is uh, this is the show that it's kind of like uh, there. It's like Netflix and House of Cards. Mm -hmm. it, not the same, not a one-to-one -one because ne House of Cards didn't start Netflix. Thing. Yeah. But, um, it was definitely the show that was that was known for Netflix, like Netflix mm -hmm. and House of Which Cards. Which is really interesting, I feel like, uh, that they would, would go in that direction with with the Mandalorian because I feel like it's one of those things where like you kind of have to be a Star Wars fan to even know what a Mandalorian is. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's a true. little risky, um, but not because they know their base and they know that like you know like I mean I know that Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, but like the fact that everyone like always was interested in Boba Fett, yeah. it it kind of is fan service that like you would even make a show about a Mandalorian. I think it's that visual cue. Yes. It's that it's that visual like, oh, he looks like Boba Fett, but he's not Boba Fett. Right. And even your casual Star Wars fan is just like, ooh, love that armor. You know, like right. most overrated character in history. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it but you're you know, it's surprising that they wouldn't use 
uh, a well-known character mm-hmm. or like try to give backstory to a well-known character. Yeah, you'd think that like, and that's all that Marvel is announcing. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, hey, you know, here's some side characters, mm-hmm. Falcon, Bucky, and Wanda and Vision, yeah. Loki. Right. Like, it's not like there's the Captain America show or right. the Black Widow show or the Hulk show or anything like that. It's all these side characters, but we all know who they are. Right. And we have no idea who the Mandalorian is. Exactly. So I, I think there is something beautiful about that, that they can form their own base of fans based on what they're producing versus the history. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they are in a somewhat of a box because of where the timeline is. Um, and I think that, you know, hopefully <laughs> hopefully they don't do like a whole discovery thing where they have to kind of like retcon like oh their technology of like, well, we can show this kind of cool technology, but then we have to like explain why it's not the same way in force awakens like well that's interesting that you bring that up because i don't i think that's an inherent star trek problem i don't think star wars has that issue because they stay true to their aesthetic that very much so okay yeah because star wars stays true to its aesthetic they definitely have in their movies like look at rogue one yeah i mean rogue one did a fantastic job of showing you technology and interfaces and monitors and computers and everything like that that were reminiscent of 1977, but it didn't look out of place. Mm -hmm. I think they did a great job that way. And with The Mandalorian, they they said that they're going to be using models for their ships, for their special effects. That's amazing. And like John Favreau said, he's like, we're going to try to do a new hope level style of special effects and production. Which is fantastic. Like my knee jerk reaction was, I was like, well, okay, good for you. That was in the 70s. That's 40 years ago. Yeah, but but, it, but nowadays yeah. we have this technology that you can make things with green screen and just, you know, kind of phone it in in some ways. Other times, of course, green screen is super like impressive, but there's something beautiful about the tactile especially in the star wars universe yeah i think that that's like we just watched alien the other night mm-hmm. and yeah that had the same story well, and yeah exactly i think like even as a viewer today you're in awe of like the set design mm-hmm. and so you know creating the world physically you really can't duplicate that a lot of times in um cgi yeah cgi you can't yeah you're right you're right you're absolutely right and so that is exciting like my my knee jerk was almost aristocratic and and snobby and then i started realizing no that's genius that's a great idea i Mm -hmm. I love that idea it's basically just again letting the fans know don't worry it's gonna feel like star wars it's kind of like when jj abrams said we're gonna shoot it on film right right so it's gonna feel we're gonna shoot force awakens on film it's gonna feel right uh but to get back to it, yeah, it's an inherent Star Trek problem that focuses so much on technology. And we've talked about this before where like in Star Trek, they focus, they give a lot of time on how things work. In Star Wars, things just work. Right. And in Star Wars, you have really advanced technology and you have really crappy technology. And it really all depends on who you are and where you are. Like you look at what the Empire has. They have the best of everything. You look at Naboo. You know, mm-hmm. like everything is really clean and fun and right. cool. And then you look at Tatooine and everything's tattered and mm-hmm. grimy. And so, yeah, absolutely. So you can have super, super advanced technology or really primitive stuff yeah. in the entire universe. It's very true. And so Star Wars has its own cheat because it's so diverse. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what are what are you looking for in a third show? Oh man! Because basically, the only thing I really care about is not necessarily messing <sighs> up the characters, or is there like a certain location that you want to be? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think the main thing. It's funny because you talked about how when you were twelve, you would love to have seen Han and Leia and their kids and like oh, what yeah. you were reading. Yeah. Uh, and but you but you didn't want that now. Uh, my twelve year old self is the same as my current self. Okay. <laughs> my 12-year-old self loved the Jedi Apprentice books. Okay. They're, they're young adult novels. You've talked like, about these so many times. I've talked about them so many times. Like super young adult. You can barely call them a novel. It's like a, it's a, it's a kid's book. Yeah. Um, it's a kid's chapter book. Right. And they're amazing. They're fun. And you could read them today and they're still really great. And it's about um, when Obi-Wan Kenobi turns from 12 to 13 and then, then he uh, gets picked by Qui Gon Jinn to be his apprentice, and their adventures. Mm-hmm. And so every book is just one of their adventures. And I love the Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan relationship. And so, because you can't get Liam Neeson, and like because you wouldn't be able to get well, Liam yeah, Neeson, guess, you'd have you to recast have, it. Yeah. And so I guess I'm changing my mind. Like a young. Uh, kid a young tristan would be like yeah let's do that as a live action tv show mm-hmm. today i would probably say let's do a cgi uh tv show like clone wars or rebels okay. like that okay but for live action um i would love to see the old republic okay where the the like one of the best star wars video games one of the best video games of all time was knights of the old republic that took place thousands of years before mm-hmm. um the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was basically the same technology though. Well. And it was the same feeling, but it was so separate from all the events that you didn't have the empire. You didn't have the, you didn't have the, the new Republic. And so and it felt different than the prequels. It was yes. its own thing. It was its own thing. It had the same vibe. It, it was still, it was still Star Wars, but you had tons of Jedi and you had tons of Sith. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, oh, a master and apprentice, only two there are. It was no, you had Sith who had their own planet and their own fleet and yeah. they were a force. Be- so it was like, it was like a lot of Jedi, a lot of Sith, and it was like their own armies. And that's interesting that you bring that up because one line that was kind of sticking out to me today when I was, we were watching um, Star Wars uh, 77 was mm-hmm. that just like them constantly kind of belittling Darth Vader and Obi Wan for like, going to the old ways their ancient their religion. ancient religion and like thinking of what did that look like you know even like the spiritualism of you know being a believer in the force mm-hmm. like go, if you go back far enough it would be interesting to know like about the jedi temple and you know stuff like that like those type of things where like being a jedi was more popular than it had become when we when we encounter it because even in the prequel series i mean the prequel movies you had the jedi temple and you had thousands of jedi knights who were guardians of the peace and justice but in the old republic you had even more right and i think that would be really interesting maybe it would be too much for a television show i think it would be so maybe we're changing our minds again maybe it'd be too expensive i think yeah it'd be too expensive yeah. But I would love to see it. And I and, and to be honest with you, like the storyline within Knights of the Old Republic is a great 
storyline. It's about a very powerful Sith, a Darth, mm-hmm. Darth Revan, who was defeated in battle by some Jedi. And they're like, what do we do with this guy? Mm. Like, we can't kill him. Jedis don't execute. And so they're like, well, let's wipe his memory. Let's see if we can mold this guy into a good Jedi instead of a bad Sith. Mm. And they did. Well, they, they erased his memory. But then it's you're, as you're that character, you're like, who am I? What's going on here? And so as you progress in, this, in the, the game, the, every decision you make is either good or bad, light okay. side or dark side. And so like, do you fall down the path of the dark side again or do you, do you go to the light side? Mm-hmm. And so it's about you discovering yourself and your powers. And but is ha- that too similar to what the stories we've already seen? Like with, with Luke and with like Ray, I'm like saying from like a TV perspective. About a story of a Jedi, yeah, are they going to be bad or are they going to be good? You no, know, it's kind of, it feels like we've seen that. No, I no? don't think so. I think there's always that wonder of, like when you like when you see Luke and when you see Rey, mm-hmm. like you're like, are they going to be good or are they going to be bad? But we all know that they're going to be good. Right. And they end up being good. But I think with this one, there's much, much more ambiguity. And there's, they they throw a lot of situations at your at your character where you're just like, there's no good way out of this. Mm. Like, like, do I cripple entire civilization or do I help cause genocide? You know, like it, it, those types of questions. And you have an overarch, it's like it's a built-in episodic storyline where it's just like you have to find a star map. Like, like you have to find pieces of a map. But again, you're describing it. A video game. Yes, I am. I'm and, describing a video game. Right. But think about it from a modern television standpoint. That's your series arc. Like once you get to the end of the series or the end of the season or whatever, like you can put that map together by going to point A to point B to point C. Like, yeah, it's a video game, but modern serialized television is kind of that way. Look at like look at season two of Star Trek Discovery. Like that's kind of what that was with the red lights and the red angel. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I just I guess I, from my perspective, I'm like it feels like, especially with like what they're choosing to do right now with like the Mandalorian and, mm-hmm. and choosing like the Rogue One storyline of those you know of that guy, um, it just feels like we're going outside of the Force, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying that they won't have like people who are Force sensitive or anything yeah. like that, but you know they will. Y- of course they will, because that's what makes Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it, it feels like it's not as much of like a focus. I was so, <laughs> I felt so like cheated in Rogue One when Force Whitaker's character wasn't as oh utilized and everything. Yeah. And I thought like his character was going to be really cool and it would have been really nice to see like his storyline more other than him just kind of like making a walk-on appearance um well we see him pop up in clone wars and rebels okay okay so they I do, didn't realize that yeah they show his, like that's where his character is from is from the clone wars gotcha and they sh- they elaborate a little bit more in rebels not much okay so you do see a little bit so you would want to see like a like them recast force or, or, or have I more would, force yeah Whitaker. i guess i wouldn't care like it just felt very rushed in Rogue One. Yeah. So from someone who hasn't watched those, it just it would be interesting to see that. But if they've already kind of done that in another format, then I don't really care. One thing that I'd like to see, like I, you know, I feel a little lazy because, you know, like it's it would it's good to come up with original content, but I keep coming back to like stuff I've seen before that I like in other forms. But one thing that I've always wanted to see 
was a Jedi by himself or herself after the fall. Mm. And so, like, how do they find their way? Kind of like Obi-Wan, like, yeah. going into but his like, whole hibernation type deal. Like, yeah, right? but somebody younger. Like, maybe okay. some, like maybe you see an apprentice who didn't finish their their training, and they're like, okay, I've got, like, half of my training complete, mm-hmm. and the Jedi temple is gone, the Jedi are killed, what do I do? Who am I? Am I still a Jedi? Do I need to find work someplace else? Um, in Star Wars Rebels, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, voices a Jedi named Kanan mm-hmm. and that's what happened to him okay like he was an apprentice when the fall happened and so you see him as kind of like a Han Solo character where he's with a group of people who just um, kind of wreak havoc on the Empire and try to make a buck it's kind of like Firefly okay and uh, yeah it's actually a lot like Firefly <laughs> Do they wow. steal Firefly? I'm just now realizing that. <laughs> Holy crap. Kanan's like Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel so stupid. <laughs> but yeah. And so so Kanan. You like both. <laughs> I love both. Yeah. Uh, and so Kanan is a Jedi who has like half his training. Mm-hmm. He has a lightsaber, but he doesn't bring it out because he doesn't want people to know that he's that mm-hmm. he's a Jedi. Right. Um, but he's he's very he's he's no that could be really interesting. Yeah, I thought that yeah. would be interesting as like a prequel thing, like show Kanan mm-hmm. before he hooks up with everybody you see right. in Rebels. So basically like a live mm-hmm. action prequel to Rebels. Like Absolutely. how did we get the people in Rebels? Right, right. I, I think that. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that and, would be fun. Uh, and heck, I mean, like he's a he he might be a little too old. I don't think so. But you could get Freddie Prince Jr. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's older than us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's older. Than us, okay. but, you know, but yeah, so maybe it's later in Kanan's life instead of early on. But then, our, I don't know. You cast somebody else, and it's a young Kanan. Right. That's I right. think uh, that would be a lot of fun to see because I. I love Jedi so much. I love lightsabers so much. Yeah, and yeah. I want to. Sh- I want to show with a lightsaber. I totally get it. Like I, I do think that I am interested though in more of like the rebellion and how that like works and or like you know whatever the first order. Like I, I am interested in seeing something without lightsabers. But you know that anytime it's a Star Wars show, it's gonna it's gonna pop up. Got it. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> so would you want to do something? Like, we're in the age of the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Ever since Breaking yeah. Bad came out. Right. Would you want to see something in that era, like, in that kind of side? Would you want to see, like, a bad guy or, like, a, a, a gray, a person of gray in the Star Wars universe? Would you want to follow a Sith around? Would you want to follow, like, there was a lot, like, the first live action show, I think, maybe first or one of the first was supposed to be a show all about Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I don't have a reason to want that. <laughs> like, okay, here's the th- I, I I feel the exact same way, but there was something like I I don't I, like it's it was some ridiculous number. There was something like fifty scripts were written about Palpatine about Palpatine, and like how he became the way how, he how is. he became the way he is, and like everybody who worked on it was the same thing was felt the same way about you like you and I they were just like why would you we why would we want to see that yeah and then after they actually made the show they made see like they wrote seasons worth of the show Lucas is just like let's do this let's get it all together now let's let's coordinate the show let's write the scripts now before really? we shoot it and then once we shoot it we can 
we can film everything that we could possibly meet need and then interwove make it interwoven between season and season so basically you hmm. write like five years okay and then produce the show and then everybody who worked on it said was just like yeah like palpatine is an amazing complex and beautiful character now <laughs> and really it's gonna be shelved forever wow and i was but it actually happened where there was like these scripts a five are year written. arc of palpatine i might be exaggerating the five year aspect of it okay but, but like more than one year was written okay Dozens so they actually knew where they were going yeah they like lucas brought in a whole writing team and producers to make this happen because Lucas, for a long time, wanted a live-action TV show, mm -hmm. but they just couldn't make it affordable. Okay. Because he wanted it to look well, like the Well, yeah, yeah. You want it to be the best quality possible. Yeah. Like, you want it to still be in your universe. Like, I totally get it. But it's just... It's think, really interesting. Yeah. Well, now I want to see that show. Right? And that's the thing, <laughs> is that, like, because, like, my knee jerk was just like yours. Like, why on earth would I want to show about mm -hmm. Palpatine? But then when you have people who are so in love with Star Wars, like we are, mm -hmm. and who wrote and, like, put so much effort into it and then said like no he's a beautifully complex character well and i think again that character we have we see um but not so much that like it would ruin knowing more backstory mm -hmm. like i think that's one of those unique characters that like you could do you already know the destination so and we've already seen him in like the prequels and then you've seen him you know much later when you know you get to the you know, return of the jedi so it's one of those things where it feels like as long as they were true to the character it feels like why not mm -hmm. like why wouldn't we want to know the arc of like how he got to the way he is so that's interesting yeah i thought so too but yeah it'll never happen no that's interesting uh one thing is with the beauty of streaming is that you can do whatever you want. You can make movies, you can make TV shows, you can mm -hmm. make miniseries, you can make event shows and everything like that. And one thing that I know, I know people are going to be completely disagree with me, <laughs> but Darth Maul was revived in the Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay. Like we saw a lot of him okay. in the Clone Wars. Okay. And they brought him back, gave him some robot legs. Okay. And a lot of people thought it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And it was. Okay. But it was cool at the same time. And so <laughs> we see him at the end of Solo. And so he's the leader of Red something. Okay. Sun, Red Dawn. Nope, that's a... That's, that's that not is, right. Nope, that is a Patrick Swayze movie. Um, <laughs> he's... Red we see him at the end of Solo. We see him at the end of Solo and he's like a gangster. Like he's the head of a, a huge like gangster organization. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to see like a six episode miniseries about the where we left him at the end of Rebels mm -hmm. and how he became that gangster. Because mm -hmm. I, would see, I would love to see like a just like a, this is not a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's evil. He's damaged. He's traumatized. He he hates the Sith. He's not a Sith anymore. He's not Darth Maul. He's Maul. Okay. So I, let me rephrase that. He's Maul, not Darth Maul anymore. Okay. He hates the Sith, but he also hates the Jedi. Right. And he wants to do evil. He wants to punish the universe that punished him. And I would love to see a show that was unabashed just following this guy where he is the protagonist and the antagonist at the same time. Hmm. Six episodes. But that's all you need. That's all I need. Just just a little like, mini series. Like a quick mini series. Okay. 
I would love to see that happen. Okay. Is there any other character that you can think of that you like really want to know more about? R2-D2. I think he's a mystery. He's an enigma. <laughs> we have no idea what he's really saying. <laughs> You're such a liar. You don't care. No, I don't. <laughs> At all. Not even a little. Ask your question again. It's like so, like a mystery. No, of character. just like a character that you're like. Oh, I wish I we knew more about that character, or we you know, that, but enough to like actually hold a series, you know. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it we'll could just, be a bad idea. We'll just say it, and I'll tell you if it's a bad idea. Well, I hate this because <laughs> I know his name, but because you asked me and I thought of it, I can't remember his name now. Um. Is it a uh, Admiral Niet? Oh, okay. Is it Niet? I th- think so. I think, it, it's I think. the it's the it's the main guy. It's the main. It was like Darth's Darth Vader's right hand man mm-hmm. in Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. No, no I want to see a show about him. I just wanted to see more of him. Okay. Like I would love to get a novel about him. I think we saw enough of him. I don't need a show about him. Okay. I just want I want to read a novel about. I really like that character. I really like that actor. I really like that character. Um, no, no, it's not Niet. It's Piet. Piet? Niet. Niet. That's <laughs> Russian for no. Is it Piet? Yeah, I think it's Piet. Admiral Piet. I don't know. Niet. I'm sure people were yelling at their iPods. <laughs> their iPods. Nobody has an iPod anymore. <laughs> How about you? Is there any character that you wish you knew about more? Um, I, I really struggle with the idea of like, I, I think that I'd love to see, I mean, I know that recent years we've gotten more female characters um, as far as like in the Star Wars universe, it's not just Princess Leia. We've, you know, we've got, um, we had Rogue One and we have Force Awakens and, you know, we have Ray's storyline and everything like that. Um, But it would be nice to, I mean, it's been a long time coming, so it wouldn't be a bad thing to have one where at least we have... I mean, I know that we have a female in The Mandalorian. One female's name. Only one female's name? I'm pretty sure it was only one female's name out of like eight guys' names. Okay, then I could request to have something more than yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Maybe, I, uh, I, maybe I'm, I might be wrong on and that. And I think like, you know, since Rebels or Clone Wars have been so popular, like why not take one of those female characters and make them have a show? Oh yeah, there's like some wouldn't re- that be really popular? Sabine and Hera from Rebels are great characters, and honestly, like if they don't have Sabine make a guest appearance on The Mandalorian, then they're missing out because Sabine is a Mandalorian and she comes from like pseudo Mandalorian royalty, right? Not exactly royalty, but like, but still, like, why wouldn't you have her? Yeah, I mean, right? like, she'd be young, she'd be young. Yeah, but that's okay. But that's totally okay. And it would be, I don't know, how young would she be? Not that young. I think it would work. And she's a great character. Like, there's so many times, like, we'll see some of her action figures out in, like, Target or Mm -hmm. something like that. You want to buy them. I want to buy them because I'm just like, oh, I want Ripley to like her. I want Ripley to like her. Right. You've said that to me. And, yeah. Yeah. And I just think, like, why not? Like, why not give, you know, something, I don't know, something that's already established, but we could see more of. Honestly, like... We could have easily, and I would have loved it, like if the Mandalorian was was Sabine. (laughs) Like that would have been cool. Yeah. Like she's, yeah, she, she, 
her her backstory is so cool. She's like she's the daughter of the the head of a, a Mandalorian clan. Like mm-hmm. her her mom is the head of a Mandalorian clan, and she leaves. Her brother's name is Tristan. Ha. Um, <laughs> And she leaves and she goes to the Imperial Academy and she, you know, she, she does some heinous things Mm -hmm. and she regrets that she leaves, Mm -hmm. like she defects and she's like, I, I, like, I can't believe I did these things. I was, I was young. I was naive. I was stupid. I just wanted to get out of there. Right. And, and then she, she joined the crew with Kanan and Hera and, and everybody else and just started wreaking havoc on on the empire and she's she loves art she um she spray paints she tags things like whenever they go to a new location she'll spray some of her Which own is art a fun idiosyncrasy to right? add to like yeah and she decorates her own armor and so she's very colorful she's very bright she's sassy um but not in a stereotypical like two-dimensional way mm-hmm. that they make female characters yeah yeah like she's genuinely she like she has a lot of depth she has a lot of care and She's a she's, so we want to see that show. We want to see that show. She's just a great, <laughs> great character. And then you have Hera, who is a Twi'lek, right? But she speaks basic English, like whatever they call mm-hmm. it in Star Wars. They call it basic, but which is very rare for a Twi'lek. And she's the one of the one of the best pilots in the rebellion, and she's the leader of the, the group. group. Yeah, Kanan's not the leader, right? Like, she is. She is. Yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know. I like I, I think that would be pretty cool. And again, like I understand that they they already have a story, mm-hmm. but we haven't I think I'm okay with it because we haven't seen it in live action. Does that make sense? Yeah. We, oh yeah. We haven't seen an actor play those roles. A, a well, physical, a physical, a physical, physical actor. actor. So like why not? I don't think it would bother me as much. There was it's it's interesting that you say that because we didn't see like a physical actor's uh, um, portray that. There is an episode in Star Wars Rebels that is all about Obi Wan Kenobi on mm. Tatooine, mm-hmm. older, um, fighting Darth Maul. So that would be awesome to see. And the thing is, is that I'm pissed that Star Wars Rebels had made that episode. It was a great episode. But now it's done. Now it's done. The story's yeah. been told. Right. I wanted to see that in live action. So do you just want to see Rebels as like a live action? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't want to see Rebels as a live action. Okay. Um, I think it would work. I think it would be cool. I think they left it on a very cool note where they had another journey to go on. Oh, okay. They had another mission at the end. So could you see like a second season as a live action instead of... I, redoing I, the first i could see a sequel show okay to it but i could also see a prequel show okay there's just so many stories to tell with star wars rebels and did i did i did i absolutely love rebels um there were parts of rebels that i really liked it was it was kind of hit or miss and and there was some average things but it was always entertaining okay and it got better as it went on um and it it's just i don't i just i there's just there's so much potential behind it. And I feel like we only got four seasons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the showrunners knew they were only going to get four seasons, that they would have used their time differently. I understand that. Yeah. And I think with this knowledge and where they left it off, it would be a very, very cool, interesting journey to take. Well, even the fact that you were comparing it to Firefly, like how many 
journeys could you have seen of Firefly? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Firefly could have gone on forever if they let it. Yeah. You know, it could have gone on for a really long time because of just the nature of what they had going on. Mm -hmm. So if Rebels is that similar, then we'll, that would have really worked, right? I as a as a TV show. I kind of want to make you watch it now. Like, I kind of want you to see these characters and see these stories. Like, I know who those characters, because I've, se I've seen episodes seen here episodes and there with you. There. Yeah. So I know who, like, the female characters are that we were talking about. But... Yeah, it would be interesting. It'd be to a see. cool bedtime yeah. show, I think. Maybe. A bedtime show. We have bedtime shows. <laughs> um, because I own the first season, and I kept trying to see if I could buy the other seasons for cheap, but it was always like ninety bucks for the whole show. Oh my gosh! But now we're gonna get them on November. There you go, November. It's all gonna change. So, is there any other specific things that you'd want to see? Like, is there anything that you don't want to see besides like screwing up characters that we love? Like, is there anything specifically that you don't want to see? I don't want to see an endor show because we've I've, like with ewoks and stuff well like i've already we've already had those like those 80s were, those, those two movies those 80s, yeah. 80s, yeah one like, was great was, one was garbage right i mean it was like the one that i remember that was good i remember it being adorable but do we need to do that again probably no, not no right no, no, we don't so need. i don't think i need that would you this sounds stupid even before i even said it like would you want to see like a wookie show <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is a movie out there, unless I dreamed it. Please, listeners, tell me what Wookie is there a Wookie movie out there that I saw in high school? You weren't with me in high school, but, but there was a Wookie. I'm pretty sure. Are you thinking of the holiday special? No, like there was a straight up movie I remember about Wookies. Am I dreaming this? You were dreaming that. Are you sure? Like maybe there was. A Do something... I dream in Wookies? <laughs> <laughs> maybe there was something animated. Like a special no. or something? You know, you you sure you're not speak, thinking of the holiday special? Because like it was no. like Chewie met his family. There was a guy named Itchy. He had a weird helmet. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't cutesy. It was like a legit Wookiee planet. No. No. I mean, there's Kashuk. You know. <sighs> I'm just be just dreaming in Wookiee. Just dreaming about Wookiees. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um. <laughs> For me, like what I wouldn't want to see is, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see like Yoda's backstory. I don't need that. No. Um, no. Like a young Yoda, you know? <laughs> well, we, 13 years. Yeah. yeah. I, I Seeing him in the prequels is enough. Him like jumping around the place. <laughs> That's about it. I, I know this is, would you, oh, okay. <laughs> what about recasting? people we've already seen how would you feel about that well you know how i feel about solo so no like i i can't deal with that that well i mean that's why yeah, i asked i think okay i have less of a problem with like for example when they did that with obi-wan you know because we had elegance who's older mm -hmm. to begin with so having you and mcgregor as a young i wasn't really i was fine with that but like if you were to go back and cast Carrie Fisher, that would just not be okay with me. Yeah. So Ooh, yeah. So don't do that. Don't do <laughs> you know, I think there are certain things that are like, don't touch them, and that that's what I mean by these characters is like, if you do recast, there's just a lot of room for error, unless it's someone who is just like, okay, we we don't we didn't see so much of them that we care i this is hard 
because I want this to happen, but then I don't want it to happen. Is it a question of quality versus quantity? Or do you think it's just really holding on to what we hold dear? Like, what what do you think? I feel like we were robbed of Luke Skywalker after Return of the Jedi. I feel like okay. what we got in Force Awakens and The Last Jedi was a disservice to the character. Yes. I'm not burning torches and I'm not, you know, like, I'm not going to spit in anybody's face about it, but I don't think they did justice to the character. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to see his temple. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get to see his school, his academy, right. whatever you want to call Which it. Which would have been really fun to I, see. We didn't see him mentor anybody. We mm-hmm. just saw everything after the fact and then they killed him. Yeah. And I would have... Honestly, I'd be fine if they if they recast Luke Skywalker with a different actor and we see him find his way in a post Jedi Return of the Jedi world. Like, where does he go? What does he do? You know, is he does he become a teacher? Does he want to become a teacher? Right. Does he now that he has defeated the Sith, does he feel like he has no purpose in life? Right. Like he's like, I've brought balance to the force. Mm-hmm. So what do I do now? Well, it's like um it's almost like that syndrome of a soldier from war, mm-hmm. right? Like you have reinventing themselves. Like, what do I, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, so what would he like, you know, is he still at, you know, Harold is a, a hero or is there mixed feelings about it? You know, like, is he like trying to, you know, continue the tradition that he was taught by Obi-Wan or, mm-hmm. Did he kind of just fall into teaching? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like some, I've seen online where some people have said that Sebastian Stan, the guy who plays Bucky, looks mm. like Mark Hamill. And like, there are certain times when he really does. Really? And I honestly, like, I feel like he's the right age for a post Return of the Jedi Skywalker. He already has a contract with Marvel. <laughs> I know, like, it, it, it works, people. <laughs> Screw this whole Winter Soldier and Falcon show. <laughs> let him do that like honestly i would i would love to see something like that okay or casting on a known i don't know okay i it's scary but you know what i think i could get down with that because i think you are right like they've already harry screwed up yeah what what, so what, what worse could they do what yeah what else could happen exactly yeah yeah but then you'd have to probably add in like carrie fisher's character and you'd have like you know, you'd have to go with Leia and Han and, you know, you would you, see the kids and I don't know. I think you could, I think you could ride around it. Hmm. I think you could ride around Harrison Ford and, and Carrie Fisher. I really do. I think you could ride so around. So it literally is just. It's just Luke. Luke. Like he, like maybe they even say like, oh, you know, like Leia messaged me or like Leia sent um, Ben Mm-hmm. to them and so like all those conversations happen off screen they're referenced but they all happen off screen so hmm. you don't have to worry about it that kind of thing i think you it, do it's it. a little risky but i i am interested to see his the jedi training like of his school yeah that would be interesting i think that would be great yeah all right what do you want to see? What do you guys want to see? We want to hear from you guys. Absolutely. What do you want to see? What what live action, you know, Star Wars show would you 
uh, love to create or yeah. see or what do you not want to see? Do you like what we had to say? Do you think we're crazy with what we said? <laughs> Go to the nerdparty.com slash contact, select nerd nuptial from the drop down menu, fill out the form and uh, it'll send us an email. And um, I just now realized we record this live, but we got a five star review and I completely forgot about <laughs> the guy's username. Um, I think it was from the UK, but he said nothing but love for nerd nuptial is what he said. Oh, okay. And so we will mention, we'll you, mention next you next week. episode. Next week, next, next episode, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll mention the username. So uh, thank you very much. If you're listening right now and that's what you said, we apologize for not having the username. But we will talk about you next episode. Thank you so much. And 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 you guys, like if you if you like what we're doing, if you want to give us a review, if you give us a five star review, we'll mention you on the show. And we'll actually use we'll your, actually remember. Your username. And um and so like uh go to iTunes and give us whatever review you want. But if you give us five stars, you get mentioned on the show. And uh we love doing this and hopefully you love listening to us. If you wanna uh, listen to our back episodes go to the nerdparty.com and if you want to uh, reach us on social you can go to instagram facebook twitter you can find me personally on twitter at the insane robin i love you i know scully yes marry me i love you and i like you i love you and i like you i love that woman i love her more than sharks love blood I love you. You don't. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.